0: Welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today I'm going to be talking about minimalism and entrepreneurship. I don't feel like those words typically go together, but for me, it does. And taking this approach on in my professional life, not only my personal life, has actually really helped my life in all areas. It's spilled into all areas of my life. And I just want to share with you some of the ways that minimalism has helped me in my professional world. So, first thing being with my email inbox my digital clutter this looks like people that I'm following this looks like things that I'm subscribed to for emails and what this actually does how it manifests in the real world when you are subscribed to everything you've never unsubscribe to stuff you just follow a ton of people is you actually have so much more to get through That kind of is distracting or keeping you away from the stuff that you actually want to consume. So if you were only subscribed to newsletters that help fuel your business, um, that aren't like selling you something all of the time and stuff that's actually relevant to you and not just something from Bath and Body Works that you don't even go to because you don't use those candles anymore because you want something less toxic. Um stuff like that if you if you're not even using a service anymore or if it's just a newsletter that actually tends to just sell to you all of the time unsubscribe from it and if it's something that you can't unsubscribe from if they actually are emailing you you can actually block the email Um, another thing is following people I think a lot of people tend to hit the follow button because they're trying to raise their own engagement For me personally, this doesn't apply to everyone, I'm well aware, but for me personally, I really try not to follow people that I don't actually know because I don't feel like it's genuine if I'm talking to people that I don't actually know or who don't actually inspire me. And I don't want this to sound discouraging to new artists who are trying to build their social media, but you actually shouldn't be trying to build your social media to people that are in your industry necessarily like you're you're actually your audience should be clients. So everything you're posting should be towards the client. I think a lot of times we see artists that are talking to other artists on social media in their posts, but they're not a trainer yet. I think that's what they're aspiring to do. But I think if you were to go back to the basics and just post good work and that's it, then people are going to naturally want to follow that because it inspires them. They're not necessarily just wanting to engage with hundreds of accounts all day long because they think it's going to help them get more clients or eventually they're going to realize it's not helping them get clients and they're going to stop doing that. So after all that time, you're going to be following a bunch of people you just don't know. And that's not actually helping your business in any way. So I know this is different for people that their target audience is lash artists and they are trainers and they do have a brand or something like that. I think it just I think there's just some like line there that I I don't I don't really think it's helping a lot of people and I see it happening a lot of times. So for me personally, I really don't follow people or comment on people's stuff that I don't actually know. I genuinely will it will be me commenting on somebody's page because I actually think that thing I think when you're going through and just posting a bunch of comments disingenuinely, it's not um actually I mean that can be used as a tool I, I would say if you're a brand or something like that that is something I think does work because you're putting your name in front of a bunch of people that are reading the comments but on my actual my actual Instagram, like Shelby the Lash Boss, when it's actually my name, that's really me commenting what my actual thoughts thoughts what thoughts thoughts are on um people's pages. It's not somebody else posting for me. I do have somebody that helps me with my social media, but not for that page. That page is fully me. My brands, like my salon, my school, the Summit, I do have help, but it, sometimes it is me too. So yeah, I I would just say clearing out your inbox and your followers list and just trying to cut to straight to the things that inspire you and that help your business. Yeah. Speaking of that, I do have a newsletter. (laughs) It's called Lash Boss Newsletter. Um, It does come out monthly. So if you are looking for a newsletter that is not going to sell you things and actually will help your business with um, even saying like, here's the the um, events that are coming up in the industry possibly in your area i think that's really important because you always see like oh man there was a lash basher oh man there was this cool class or this cool seminar i wish i would have known about it this is going to help you kind of stay on top of that without having to spend hours on the internet kind of just trying to stay aware of what's going on the lash boss newsletter does that for you so I promise I don't I don't spam anyone I don't I don't send emails on behalf of other companies to help you know sell things so if you want to subscribe to that you can just go to lashbossradio.com there's a part where you can subscribe to it okay moving on um, clients coworkers employers employees all that if you have somebody that is creating a negative environment or just makes your time at work really unenjoyable it's actually preventing you from having like a peaceful time at work and you're spending a ton of time there so why wouldn't you want to have a good environment if you are having a problem with a co-worker for example and you and you either confront them or your leader about that and nothing is done then it might be time for one of y'all to go honestly and if it's not being done for you, you can you can take that upon yourself and you can leave so that you can work in a place that um, you're valued and you're having a more peaceful, easier time. Because let's face it, what we do is not necessarily easy. And if we are working around people that make it even harder, why would we do that? So <clears throat> same thing goes for clients. If you have people that are constantly disrespecting you or your policies or just bringing in bad energy, There are productive ways and tactful ways for you to usher that client out or or just suggest somebody else is um, a better fit for them. That being said, a conversation fixes most things, I would think, with both clients or people that you work with, somebody that works for you or that you are working for. It can go either direction, but usually a conversation does help things. If it's not, that's when I would say it's time to make a decision. Uh, next would be with decor and with organization. So in the world of like professional organizers and lots of different like organize type of products that you could use to organize all of your stuff, I would say the best way to, to live is actually to have less stuff because you're organizing, you're putting things into bins and cabinets and stuff and At the end of the day, you just have more stuff to clean. You have more stuff to care for. And I personally just feel a ton of peace when I just have less things. I recently moved and I purged and I feel like I already didn't have a lot. But purging again just actually made me feel more secure more safe less anxious and just like I didn't have to I don't know what it is about just owning a lot of things it just doesn't make me feel good the first time somebody ever told me that they felt that way I was kind of confused by it I think I was like 16 and there was this girl I worked with she was probably like I don't know 19 or 20 and she told me that she loved to travel she didn't have like she didn't like having a ton of stuff and I was like huh that's weird like I love going to the mall and buying new clothes and new bath and body work sprays and lotions and I just loved having a lot of things and then as I got older for some reason I just kind of grew out of that I don't desire to have five different primers and three different leave-in conditioners I like knowing I like these products these work for me and that's what I'm going to continue to purchase as you go through your business um, you know as you go through your career I'm saying you're going to elevate your decor or you're going to kind of come into your own and find your own thing and you'll realize, oh, I don't prefer these type of iPads or the way that I set up my glue here. And you might have other products that you used to use with the old way you did things. You can get rid of some of those things. Maybe give it to an artist in your area that's newer and might appreciate that. But for you, only have the stuff that you're currently using. And I think it just makes it easier to spot even like, oh, I'm about to be out of this. So let me order more. When you just have a ton of stuff, it just, one, it doesn't look good. It's a lot to take in visually. Like when a client walks in and they just see a ton of stuff on the wall, a ton of stuff on the shelves, a ton of stuff in your cabinets, on the counters. That's just a lot. And I have to wonder are you sanitizing everything? Because that would take you a long time. So having less stuff, I think, feels and looks safer. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm alone in that, but. I hope that that makes sense because I do, I do think there's something to that with decor and with organizing your things. With the professional organizer stuff, it's so funny. Like we just have so much stuff that we're, we're literally hiring people to de- like go through all of our stuff and just put it away in other little areas. And we buy more stuff to put our stuff in. Like why are we doing that? Just get rid of the stuff that you don't use. Um, for example, I hired somebody to help me with some like minor handyman stuff when I moved out of my house and I needed wood glue for something for a cabinet and I I ended up telling him like hey you can go ahead and take this wood glue with you because what am I going to use it for I if I ever need wood glue again I'd rather go spend $3 on buying wood glue again versus hanging on to it and having to stuff it somewhere right because I might hang on to it before or for a year and what if it expires. Um, and instead I can give it to you who you're probably going to use it a lot more so that's the idea is that why hang on to things that you might use when you're probably not going to use it so I think of this in terms of like hair products makeup but lash stuff too we have a lot of lash stuff I would go through your stuff and I promise you you probably have things that you don't need something that really helps me get into the decluttering mood or purgy mood is actually putting on a podcast and just going and I don't know why it helps but yeah, so decluttering is is so um, therapeutic. Okay, next is subscriptions to, uh, like not just like email subscriptions, but actual subscriptions to, let's say you have like HBO Max and Disney and yada yada. You can probably find a few subscriptions that you don't need. So the way that I do this is I actually print out my bank statement every, I would say every couple of months, probably every three or four months, honestly and I just review what I'm spending my money on. And if I'm, you know, eating out too much or ordering too much DoorDash or um, I forgot about a free trial that I had signed up for and now it's been charging me the last few months, I think it's so important to just look at it. Some people tell me that they don't like to pull up their bank statement because they're scared to see it and I'm like it's actually already going out of your account anyway so you should really know what you're spending your money on. Um, this way you're actually spending things that help your business that you want to be spending money on and you're spending no amount of money on things that you don't need. It also just brings awareness to what you are spending on and I think When you allow yourself to learn or like become aware of something it actually makes it easier to make a decision that's better for you for example if you are in a toxic relationship and you don't really know anything about manipulation or abuse or gaslighting or stonewalling or any of these things or what they actually look like in a relationship with somebody whether that be somebody romantically or not If you're not aware of that, then being in those relationships is actually easier to stay in for longer. When you start becoming aware of it, you actually don't even desire to be in those relationships anymore. So same thing with spending money when you're just aware of like, whoa, I spent 20% of my profit on DoorDash. You start becoming aware of that and then You don't really desire to do that anymore because you could spend that on a vacation or you could really just cook at home and save so much money. So I think just allowing yourself to be in the know about something, you actually start making decisions that are more informed and then better for you. So subscriptions was that one, even though I went on a little tangent. Sorry. (laughs) Um, The next is allocating my time. So I really try to not put too much in my schedule. When I put more than three things on a task in my day or as a task, I tend to feel more stressed when I'm doing each of those things. So if I schedule in a lunch with somebody or a dinner with somebody, but I already had more than three big tasks to do that day or three big things on my calendar, it almost feels like a burden to go to lunch or dinner. Like I actually have a good time when I'm there, but getting ready and you know, prepping around it actually feels stressful. So I would say that if you look at your calendar, it's it doesn't hurt to just look at, tell somebody, hey, this week isn't good for me, next week is. That really just helps to not spread yourself too thin, not start feeling burnt out or resentful towards things that you might otherwise enjoy. So I try to look at my time as, okay, this is the amount of time that I have available let's say you're a parent, your kids are in school from this time to this time. Okay, I have this time to this time to do everything from social life to working out to working on my business. So how do I want to allocate that time? And you'll find that when your awareness is around that, again, bringing that back, you actually desire to not scroll on your phone at all. You desire not to sit for three hours on TikTok and you actually desire to do something more productive or more enjoyable with your time sometimes I even like let's say I do do that let's say I took a day that I was like relaxing and I am like okay I want to binge watch a series because that's what I feel like doing today and then I end up picking up my phone I get lost on TikTok or Instagram or something I will literally ask myself all right well, what did you learn from that? Like, what did you actually get from doing that? What things did you see on TikTok or Instagram that brought you anything? It might be one or two things that equaled like one minute of time. And I'm like, was the three hours that you spent doing that, was that worth it? Probably not. So then, you know, the next time I go to start doing that, I'll think about it more. And no, I'm not perfect. I do do it sometimes. I actually did it this weekend where I, I feel like I spent too much time on my phone but I thought about it and I'm not going to judge myself too hard for it, but I am going to make sure that like I question what I did and if I felt good about that. So time allocation, I really try to look at how much total time do I have to do all of these important things for me. I break up my life into social and physical wellness and um, and sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, working on my business, not necessarily working in my business but working on my business such as like forward things like planning or uh working on a project or something that's upcoming uh spending time with my son I feel like is its own thing and so I just kind of look at time this way and what I what hours I want to allocate to each thing and I feel like that really helps to make make sure I'm doing what I what brings me the most joy and not wasting any time next thing how I live more minimalistic I guess with my business is I try to notice any areas of stress and I try to create create a system around it so one thing I discovered was I used to by the time I would get to work I felt like I had a whole day already because I was getting myself ready getting my son ready and prepping for the day but when I started to prep for it the night before It just like the morning was a lot slower and easier and I felt good by the time I got to work. I felt excited to get to work, not like... Stressed out by it, so um, I started to create a system around. Okay, I'm not going to leave anything in my car when I get home. I'm going to make sure I plug in my car so that I have a charge on the, you know, the next day when I leave. Because I would do certain things that would set my future self up for failure and set myself up for stress in the name of like not having to do it right then. So when you prep a little bit better and just create a system around like a routine that might help you for the next day life gets a lot easier. And you can do the same thing in your business if you notice, like, um, let's say you notice certain things stress you out with your business or, like, don't motivate you that much. Maybe bring, bring just a certain feeling that, you know, makes you feel unmotivated or drains you in a way. Is there a system or is there a automation for that or something you can delegate to somebody else that would actually help it? When I started doing this, wow, like I just had more time for the things that brought me more return in my business, such as I had more time for podcasting. I had more time to work one-on-one with team members. And I had more time for marketing and creating content. When I was doing less of the things that drained me, I brought in help with you know, from people that maybe do the job better than I do and that they like it. I definitely do not. So um, I'm going to have an episode coming up about I'm actually scheduled to record it here in a second, but it's actually about things that I've delegated or delegated um, delegated in my business that have brought me more success or that have brought on a bigger return because I refuse to delegate certain things and I want to keep doing certain things and so yeah um noticing areas of stress creating systems around it so what I did was what are the things that bring me the most joy and that actually help my business because I'm doing those things what are the things that take away all of my will to do anything else that day or just drain me of my energy and time and just figure out how you do less of this thing and more of that thing that's all I even would Consider looking at the services that you offer. Are you offering several services that don't really bring you that much money? Maybe you have a big stock of like waxing supplies and you're not really doing a lot of waxes, um, or you get a lot of like wax appointments in the middle of your day that kind of prevent you from being able to do a lash appointment because you have to do a 15 minute wax. So We actually used to do brow waxing at our lash studio and we stopped because it didn't make sense anymore so we stopped doing it we and there therefore you also carry less product and you don't have to order less product and stock less product you also just maximize the time that you can work on the services that you do actually want to offer or the services that bring you the most money and also don't be afraid to specialize in a certain service so just classic or mega volume or russian volume Be a specialist in that because clients really get attracted to somebody that's an expert in something, not just lash extensions as a whole, but if you actually specialize in a certain type of lashing, um, you look really attractive to certain clients. And it also is going to increase your client retention because they actually think that it might be true that you are the best at this in your area. So consider that. What are the services that you offer? Is there anything that you maybe want to cut out? And that actually helps uh, a lot of ways you actually I don't know. I feel like you would be more in a flow as you work for versus having to like break this flow, go do this service, come back to this flow type of thing. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I had, but, uh, essentially I try to keep in mind and I work on it all the time because I definitely haven't mastered this, but, um, I think it's something that I actively think about often. So, you know, that hopefully I get to this point where, um, I I find total peace in everything that I do. I try to look at things like, is this bringing me value? Is it bringing me joy? Is there something that I could do to um, improve this routine or system? How can I minimize things that I don't want so that I can maximize things that I do want? You can do this financially, with friends, with time with, um, lots of things. So you can look at it in all of the things from what you spend your money on, what you spend your time doing to what you're offering in your business, et cetera. I hope this episode helped you. If you have a suggestion for an episode, you can go to lashbossradio.com and you can just nominate a guest to put in a topic that you want covered. And, um, I review them Period. Whoa. <laughs> I review them periodically. And I would love to hear from you. So, hope you guys have a great day, and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.